Well, welcome to family worship. Let me just go ahead and let you know, if you have your kids with you, just remember, since we're all brothers and sisters in Christ, these are all aunts and uncles, so they can do what they want to do with aunts and uncles, right? So that's it. We are excited. Uh, we're excited for the wiggles. We're excited for the noise. If this is your first time to join us for family worship, every fifth Sunday, we just bring us all in here, uh, and that's it. And um, I know most of the time, I know when I was a parent, you know, Sometimes the, I, I didn't mind everybody else's kids, it was mine. That may, as a matter of fact, my daughter leaned over to me during the worship service and said, you know, she was looking at all the wiggles up here. She goes, that was me when I was little. I'm like, yes, that was you. So we've all been there. Uh, we've lived this. And so we are thankful uh, for you guys. And what an awesome job Kids Ministry uh, does every week uh, for us in our church. And a big thank you to all those who serve in our extended session and in, in, in our worship time in our preschool area. Um, and if that's you, just wave at us real quick. We're glad you're in here. If you serve an extended session and other stuff like that, awesome. Thank you guys. And if you were clapping, that means you signed up for that. We're glad that you guys are signing up. We could always use more help uh, in that area. Okay, let's see who was paying attention when Brittany was up here and she was talking about there, there was something that God's command us to do, all the greatest commands. That she said there were two things God says, anybody remember what they were? Love God, love others. You are allowed to just yell at me today, okay? You don't have to raise your hand, man. Today you can just yell it out if you know the answer, okay? Love God and love others. So let's say that together. Love God, love others. Good job, Asa. Thank you so much. All right. Very good. Well, that comes right out of Matthew chapter 22. And it says right here that Jesus was getting asked a lot of questions by people. They were wondering what was going on. And one of them, an expert in the law, came up to him and asked him this question. Teacher, which command in the law is the greatest? And Jesus said to him, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the greatest and most important command. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. And he says this, all the law and the prophets depend on these two commands. These two commands. All right. I need students. I need, I need some help. Somebody pick a number between one and six. I don't care. Just four. I heard four. I heard four. I heard four first. Y'all can argue among yourself. All right. Fourth grader. Is there a fourth grader in here? Do I have any fourth graders in here? Asa, you act like a fourth grader, but that's okay. We'll get there. No fourth graders in here today? All right. Do what? Do I have a fifth grader? I have a fifth grader? Anyone? Anyone? All right, come here, Porter. All right, you ever played this game before? All right, what, what's the point of this game? Trying not to knock it over. Okay, so I know not everybody can see this, but there's a lot of blocks up here, right? And what you normally do in the game is you, you take a block from somewhere, right? And you do what with it? And you put it on the top. Okay, tell everybody how many blocks are at the very bottom of this? Two blocks. Can I ask you a question? Do you think that if you were going to take one of the blocks and put it on the top, do you think it would be smart to move one of those bottom two blocks? You do. You think it would be smart to move. What's going to happen if I move this block right, right there, that very bottom one? What do you think is going to happen? That one's going to fall. What happens if I move this block right here? It's going to fall. So should I mess with those two or should I move other stuff around? Move up. Give me some right here. Awesome. You are a smart man. Go have a seat for me for just a second. 
<coughs> so really what this command is teaching us is similar to what we see here. There's a lot of choices that we can make in life. And a lot of things that we can do and we can move around. Woo, gosh, there we go. You know, we can move a whole lot of things around in our life. And we can keep stacking things up and we can do stuff. Now I'm going to go ahead and tell all of y'all, this is going to fall sometime during this message. Because I may end up bumping the table or whatever. And it will be okay. Well, I'll get a laugh at it at that point in time. But at the foundation of everything, there's two blocks here at the bottom of this. And if we do anything else up here, the one thing that absolutely cannot change if we want to continue to be able to move forward in this life is we can't move these two blocks. And really this is what Jesus is saying is of all the things, of all the choices that you're going to have to make in your life, of all the things that you're going to have to do, there's so many things that can be moved around and done and things that can happen, but there's two things that have to be constant and they have to be the foundation. And what are they? Love God and love others. Now, you know what's funny is as a pastor, I get asked a lot of times about what it means to be a Christian and what are we supposed to do at this thing in our life and how am I supposed to act in this way and what do I do if this happens? And you know what? My answer usually always comes back to All right, that's what it is we're going to have to do. And so when you're asking yourself what I'm supposed to do in life, how I'm supposed to navigate, how am I supposed to handle this situation at school, what am I supposed to do as I deal with my parents or as I deal with my children or what do I do when I go to work, it really boils down to the greatest command that Jesus says everything else that you will face in life comes down to love God and love others. So it's two steps to abundant life, love God and love others. And really it's such a great thing that God does for us because you're going to have a lot of choices in life. Okay, all the kids, I need your attention for just a second if you're, if you're in here. All the kids, on the count of three, I want you to yell out what it is you want to be like right now when you grow up. If you're to grow up and you're going to have a job, what is it that you're going to be, all right? Everybody on the count of three, kids, you ready? One, two, three. What? You want to be Jesus? We already have one of those. Thank you, students. Okay. I, you know what I heard? I'm going to tell you exactly what I heard. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I heard. And here's why I heard that. Because we all want to grow up and do something different. We're going to be on different paths. We're going to make different choices. And God has wired and created each one of us to do something unique. God's made you special. And God's made you in such a way that he's called you and given the ability to do some things that other people may not be able to do. And he's given you the ability to reach and to talk to some people and to be there for some people in a way that other people may not be able to do. But all the way when we decide to do that, and this goes for our adults as well, right? No matter what it is that we're called to do, the one thing that is constant, the two blocks of the faith as, uh, for us as a Christian, it never changes. It always remains the same. It's love God and it's love others. Now what happens is, let's be honest here for just a little bit adults, right? We go through life and we think, I'm going to love God and love others. And then life happens. And we get challenged at times because sometimes we get to a point that we go, I, I don't really know how to do that in this situation. I'm confused about how I can best love God and love others, or I feel like I've got to do this, or I feel like I've got to do that. Well, there's a, there's a verse 
in Matthew chapter 6 that I think is one of the greatest promises that we get in all of Scripture. And we get a lot of great promises in God's Word. But I think Matthew chapter 6, starting in verse 33, it gives us a great promise of God. Look what he says. He says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be provided for you. He says, therefore, don't worry about tomorrow because tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Now, what's he saying there? Is he saying that we should literally never think about what tomorrow's going to be or what? No, he's not saying that we shouldn't be thinking about our future. He's saying we can't spend our entire life worrying about how everything is going to work out and trying to control, and there's a key word, and manipulate things to work out in the way that we think is best. He says, let me just simplify all this for you. Not only do you just love God and love others, but Jesus says all you have to do is seek first God's kingdom and God's righteousness and all these things that you get worried about, those will be taken care of as well in time. He says, so don't spend your time stressing about how this is going to work out or how this is going to wake up every day, love God, love others, seek first the kingdom of God, and he's going to guide us and take care of us all the way. Now, when people ask me what it means to be a believer, that's what I say is what it means to be a believer. Now, we can talk personally a lot of times about, well, I've had this situation in life or I've had this discussion or I've got this question or how do I deal with this. But I promise you where it's really going to boil down to, the foundation that we're going to go from on this is, okay, well, in this situation, how do you think God's leading you to love him and to love others and to seek first his kingdom? What does that look like? And here's the, question, here's the answer to the question that may be difficult for some of us as adults, is the answer that he gives us might be hard. You see, sometimes we think that being a Christian just makes all our problems go away or everything gets easy, but that's not it. Sometimes God calls us to do things because it's the best thing to do, not necessarily because it's the easiest thing to do. And so the truth of being a follower of Christ is the best thing that you can do in your life. Kids, the best thing that you can do in your life is learn to love God and love others. And that's it. You do those things and you figure out the other stuff along the way. God will lead you. And here's what you need to know about this. Is of all these things, the great thing about God is this. God wants me to know him. Say that with me. God wants me to know him. Okay. Isn't that incredible? God wants us to know him. God doesn't just want us to do what he calls us to do. God wants us to actually know him. He wants us to have a relationship with him. And so when Jesus says that we're supposed to love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, we're, we're not just supposed to do that because God said so. We're to do that because he wants us to know him. Now, some of you may be familiar with this verse, John 3, 16. Look what this says. For God loved the world in this way. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life or eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but to save the world through him. Now you see that? That's what's so important about this, is that here's why God wants us to know him so much. So, hey, kids, I got a question. What's your favorite animal? Yell it out on count of three, favorite animal. One, two, three, what's your favorite animal? 
horse. I'm ignoring y'all now for the rest of time. I just want y'all to know that. All right. I heard a horse. What else? Okay. All right. Awesome. So here's the deal. Wouldn't it be cool? Wouldn't it be cool if you could talk to that animal sometimes? Like be like Dr. Doolittle there for a little bit and just be able to have a conversation and tell them what's going on. But we can't do that all the time because we can't speak like that. We don't know what they're saying or thinking. I kind of know what my dog's thinking all the time, and it's absolutely nothing, okay? I just want you to know that. And so she just kind of runs in a circle sometimes. Ooh, that's just my dog, okay? Sweet little thing, but not all there with us all the time, okay? But sometimes I wish I could communicate like that. But here's what's cool is God wanted to communicate with us so much that he came in the form of Jesus Christ as a man so that we could have a connection with him. God took the step to say, they're not necessarily understanding me when I'm speaking through the prophets or the other things or, or in, in boulders or in smoke or however else that God spoke. He says, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to send my son to take on the form of a man so that I can communicate with them so that they can know me. God wants us to know him so that we can love him and that we can love others. Now, here's the thing. When we're supposed to love God and love others, the question becomes, okay, how do I do that? And there's really, there's really only, if you boil it down, and I really want you to think about this, and this one's for the adults, so kids, y'all can talk for a minute. I want you to think about this. When you really boil down your relationships, there's really only two motivations in relationships. It's love or it's fear. Let that sink in for just a minute. The things that we tend to do in relationships with other people, no matter how well we know them, whether we've known them for a long time or whether we've just met them, most of the things that we're going to do are either going to be motivated by fear or by love. We're going to come to a point in a relationship where we say, I want to do this for this person because I love them. Or we're going to say, I better do this because if I don't, I'm fearful that this will happen. And what we need to understand, adults, in our relationships, is that what God is leading us is to find life through loving him and loving others. And that becomes our greatest motivation. Because what 1 John 4 tells us is that perfect love casts out fear. And so we have the ability to love people because God first loved us. And the more that we learn to love God, then the better we're going to be at loving people as well. And we can get over this fear that, well, if I do this, they may do that. Or if they act that way, I don't know that I can like them. Or what's going on. And we can take the first step in loving God and loving others when we put our fear aside. And we learn to be motivated by love because perfect love cast out fear. Now, why would we do that? Because here's the bottom line. God wants me to share his love with others. God wants me to share his love with others. What is it that we're talking about today? Love God and love others. Okay? So the more that I love God, the more then I begin to understand that God wants me to share his love with others. And I want you to hear me on this. God has created you and he's gifted you, and he's made you uniquely special 
to be able to communicate his love to others. Can I just tell you something? Some of you will be better at communicating God's love to people than your neighbor would or than I would be. Because you may have a better connect with people. You may have an understanding. You may have gone through some things in life that they've gone through. And you may be able to communicate God's love to them in a way that would make sense. And it's going to look a lot like this. That God wanted to communicate his love to us so bad that he took on the form of a man in the person of Jesus Christ so that he could communicate to us. We have the ability to do that as well. To look at other people and to say, hey, I want to meet you where you are. And I want you to know God's love in your life. Peter put it this way, above all, above all, maintain constant love for one another since love covers a multitude of sins. Okay, so we've talked about this, love God, love others. We'll do this one more time and you guys stay quiet. All right. If you're going to demonstrate love for someone, I want you to think about, what do you do? What do you do? If, if you are going to demonstrate love for someone and you know that pizza is their favorite food and that hamburgers are your favorite food and you're trying to pick where you're going to go eat, are you going to pick pizza or are you going to pick hamburgers to demonstrate love to them? You're going to pick pizza. Why? Because that's going to demonstrate to them that I love them, that, that I'm thinking about the things that they would want to do. And to demonstrate love to them, I'm going to make choices that they would make. And can I just tell you, God boils it down to this. That if we're going to demonstrate our love for God, he says that that looks like obeying his commands. So if you want to demonstrate love for others too. You can meet them where they are. You can kind of find those common grounds of places. And then when it comes to love for God, you can obey the things that he leads us to do. Because when we do that, we find life. And so what are we supposed to do, guys? We're supposed to love God. We're supposed to love others. And the way that we love God is we obey his commands. And the way that we love others is we reach out and try to meet them where they are. And when we do that, this is where I want to wrap it up. When we do that, we keep these two things foundational in life. Then all this other stuff can move around. All these things can happen in our life. But as long as these two foundational things are happening, then God promises that he's going to guide us in everything else. Is it all going to be easy? Probably not. Is it going to resolve itself quickly? Probably not. But God will continue to guide us in life if we will love God and love others, obey his commands, reach out to those around him. And here's the promise. That in that, as we do that, you will begin to experience life at its best, better than you could imagine on your own. That's John 10.10. 10. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus says, I have, come I have come so they can have life and have it to the full. And the way that we do that is we love God and we love others. Would you pray with me this morning?